Jami'a Tirmidhi. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Tirmidhi. The English translation is by Abu Khalil. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. The Compilation of Imam at tirmidhi The Book on Manners Chapter on What Has Been Related About Replying to the One Who Sneezes Ali narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There are six courtesies due from a Muslim to another Muslim, to give salam to him when he meets him, to accept his invitation when he invites him, to reply to him when he sneezes, to visit him when he is ill, to follow his funeral when he dies, and to love for him what he loves for himself. This hadith is graded daif or weak. Comments There are some matters that take place in the daily life of Muslims, and they are a means to express a Muslim's mutual relation, love, compassion, and affection. And due to the performance of these matters, the mentioned characteristics also increase and flourish. Therefore, such matters should be cared for extraordinarily. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There are six things due from the believer to another believer, visiting him when he is ill, attending his funeral to him when he dies, accepting his invitation when he invites him, giving him salam when he meets him, replying to him when he sneezes, and wishing him well when he is absent and when he is present. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Chapter on what the sneezing person says when he sneezes. Hadrami, the freed slave of the family of Al-Jarud, narrated from Nafi'ah, a man sneezed beside Ibn Umar and said, Alhamdulillah, wassalamu ala rasulillah. All praise is due to Allah and peace be upon the messenger of Allah. So Ibn Umar said, I too say, Alhamdulillah, wassalamu ala rasulillah. But this is not what the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, taught us. He taught us to say, Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. All praise is due to Allah in every circumstance. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments It is proven from this hadith that the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, would consider this supplication adequate for an occasion with the same words as taught by the Prophet, peace be upon him. They would never allow an addition into the supplication even though it may have been something good and admirable. Chapter on what has been related about how to reply to the sneezing person. Abu Musa narrated, The Jews used to sneeze in the presence of the Prophet, peace be upon him, hoping that he would say, Yarhamukullah, may Allah have mercy upon you. So he said, Yahdikumullah wa yuslih balakum, may Allah guide you and rectify your affairs. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments This hadith guides that if a non-believer sneezes in the presence of a believer, the believer should not say, Yarhamukullah. May Allah have mercy on you. Instead, the supplication for his guidance and faith may be made. Salim bin Ubad narrated that he was with some people on a journey, and a man among the people sneezed, and he said, Assalamu alaykum, peace be upon you. So he, Salim said, Alayka wa ala ummik, upon you and upon your mother. It seemed as if that bothered the man. So he said, Indeed, I have not said except what the Prophet, 
peace be upon him, said, A man sneezed in the presence of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Alayka wa ala ummik, upon you and upon your mother. When one of you sneezes, then let him say, Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. All praise is due to the Lord of all that exists. And let the one responding to him say, Irhamukallah, may Allah have mercy upon you. And let him reply, Yaghfirullahu li wa lakum. May Allah forgive me and you both. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Hafid ibn al-Qayyim said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, indicated towards two things by saying, And upon your mother. The person uttered Assalamu alaikum for an inappropriate occasion. As the saying of the Prophet, peace be upon him, Upon your mother does not agree with the circumstance. Or he, peace be upon him, indicated towards the person that you are unfamiliar, you were not taught and trained. And also, according to the saying of some people, did your mother teach you this? Abu Ayyub narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When one of you sneezes, let him say, Alhamdulillah, ala kulli hal. All praise is due to Allah in every circumstance. And let the one replying to him say, Irhamukallah, may Allah have mercy upon you. And let him say to him, Yahdikumullah wa yuslih balakum. May Allah guide you and rectify your affairs. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Chapter on what has been related about the obligation of responding to the one who sneezes and says Alhamdulillah. Anas bin Malik narrated that two men sneezed in the presence of the Prophet peace be upon him. He responded to one of them and did not respond to the other. The one who was not responded to said, O Messenger of Allah, you responded to this person and did not respond to me. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, He praised Allah while you did not praise him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments He who thanks and praises Allah after sneezing, acting upon the saying of the Prophet, peace be upon him, should be given a supplication of good according to the sunnah. He does not deserve the supplication if he does not say, Alhamdulillah, all praise and thanks are due to Allah. If he is ignorant, he should be taught. Chapter on what has been related about how much response is given to the sneezing person. Iyas bin Salama narrated from his father, A man sneezed in the presence of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, while I was present. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Irhamukallah. May Allah have mercy upon you. Then he sneezed a second and third time. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, This man is suffering from a cold. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Natural, reasonable sneezing for the state of health is a mercy and grace of Allah. So the sneezing person should praise Allah saying, Alhamdulillah, and the person listening to him should make a supplication of good and blessing for him, saying, Allah, May Allah be merciful with you. Umar bin Ishaq bin Abi Talha narrated from his mother, from her father, who said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Reply three times to the sneezing person. If he sneezes more, then if you wish, reply. And if you do not, then do not. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. 
chapter on what has been related about keeping the sound low and covering the face when sneezing. Abu Huraira narrated that when the Prophet peace be upon him would sneeze, he would cover his face with his hand or with his garment and muffle the sound with it. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments The good habit and example of the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him teaches that a person should keep the sound minimal and suppressed whilst sneezing. Particularly, when he is in a gathering, he should cover his face with a hand or a cloth. Chapter on what has been related about indeed Allah loves sneezing and he dislikes yawning. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The sneeze is from Allah and the yawn is from a shaytan. So when one of you yawns, let him cover his mouth with his hand. For when he says, uh, uh, a shaitan laughs from inside his opening. And indeed, Allah loves the sneeze and he dislikes the yawn. So when a man says, uh, uh, when yawning, indeed, a shaitan laughs from inside his opening. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Sneezing for the state of health and joy is a mercy and grace of Allah because it lightens the brain and it feels comfortable. If the mists of the nose are not released and the wetness remains stuck, the person will experience discomfort and sickness. So Allah likes sneezing. That is why saying Alhamdulillah is commanded for it. Whereas yawning is a sign of slackness and boredom. Therefore, Allah dislikes it. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, said, Indeed Allah loves sneezing, and he dislikes the yawn. So when one of you sneezes and says, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah, then it is a right due from everyone who hears him to say, Yarhamukallah. May Allah have mercy upon you. As for yawning, then when one of you yawns, let him suppress it as much as possible, and not say, Ugh. Uh, for that is only from a shaitan laughing at him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on what has been related about sneezing during salah is from a shaitan. Abu Yaqadhan narrated from Adi and he is Ibn Thabit from his father, from his grandfather, from the Prophet peace be upon him, sneezing, dozing, and yawning during salah and menstruation, regurgitation, and nosebleeds are from a shaitan. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments The first three things mentioned in the hadith make a person neglectful of prayer and the latter three things break the prayer. This is what Satan likes and wishes that a Muslim remains unmindful of the prayer and the acts of worship are disrupted. Due to this, these things are referred to Satan. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked to have a man stand from his seat, then sit in it. Ibn Umar narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Let one of you not have his brother stand from his seat, then sit in it. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments General gatherings that are for everybody 
not personalized with anybody who has a right of superiority in them. Whoever joins such gatherings first, he has the right to his place, and none is allowed to make him get up and occupy his place. Ibn Umar narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Let one of you not have his brother stand from his seat, then sit in it. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments If one has to talk to someone or needs his help, then there is no harm in making him get up. But playing a trick to occupy his place is incorrect. If a person already sitting offers him his own seat but dislikes it for some reason, for example, he is not doing so from the heart or doing so due to some sort of pressure, he should not then sit in his place. Chapter on When a man stands from his seat then returns to it, then he has more right to it. Wahab bin Hudayfa narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A man has more right to his seat. If he leaves for some need of his, then he returns, then he has more right to his seat. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The scholars derive the following rule from this hadith, that if a person sits every day at a place for educating and teaching or for giving fatawa, verdicts, or he sits at a place for business dealings, then others should not sit at his place, lest a disagreement and dispute should erupt. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked to sit between two men without their permission. Abdullah bin Amr narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, It is not lawful for a man to separate two people except with their permission. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments When two persons are sitting together without leaving any gap between them, it is not allowed to sit in the middle by separating them without their consent. Chapter on What has been related about it being disliked to sit in the middle of a circle. Abu Miljaz narrated that a man sat in the middle of a circle, so Hudayfa said, cursed upon the tongue of Muhammad, or cursed by Allah upon the tongue of Muhammad, peace be upon him, is he who sits in the middle of a circle. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments In a general gathering, if a person comes stepping over the people's necks, causing them trouble and annoyance, and sits in the circle thrusting himself in, and he does not like to sit at the end of a circle, or he blocks people's view and makes their view miserable, or he thrusts himself in to make the people laugh and for jesting, such a person is cursed. Tuhfat al-Lahwaldi, Volume 4, Page 7 Chapter on What has been related about it being disliked for a man to stand for another man. Anas said, There was no person more beloved to them than the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, And they would not stand when they saw him, because they knew that he disliked that. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments In the era of ignorance, and unfortunately these days too, people in authority are in the habit, and they want for their authority, position, and honor that the people should remain standing still without making any movements just like a statue upon their arrival. Nevertheless, if a coming person does not want people to stand for him at all, 
but the people stand wholeheartedly and go forward to welcome him for the respect of his knowledge, righteousness, nobility, and honor, there is no harm in it. Abu Miljaz narrated that Muawiyah came out and Abdullah ibn Zubair and Ibn Safwan stood for him when they saw him. So he said, Sit, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, Whoever wishes that he be received by men standing, then let him take his seat in the fire. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Comments This hadith informs us that to remain standing at one place like a statue for the fulfillment of another's desire and lust is a means of punishment for him who desires this. Chapter on What has been related about trimming the fingernails? Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Five are from the fitrah, cutting the pubic hair, circumcision, paring the mustache, plucking the underarm hair, and trimming the fingernails. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments There are some manners of human society that every civilized and well-mannered person likes. So these manners remain part of human society since the ancient times, which were also explained in the teachings of all the prophets, peace be upon them. In this hadith, such five things have been highlighted and they are counted up to ten in the following hadith. Aisha narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Ten are from the fitrah, paring the mustache, leaving the beard to grow, siwak, cleaning the nose with water, paring the fingernails, washing the knuckles, plucking the underarm hair, shaving the pubic hairs, and intiqas with water. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments According to the above-mentioned hadith, the tenth tradition is to circumcise. To remove the hair under the armpit may be through any method, but plucking or pulling out is preferred. The real aim is to remove the hair which may be achieved through any other method. Chapter on What has been related about the time limit for trimming the fingernails and taking from the mustache? Anas bin Malik narrated from the Prophet peace be upon him that he, peace be upon him, fixed the time as every forty nights for them to trimming the fingernails, taking from the mustache and shaving the pubic hairs. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Anas bin Malik said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, fixed the time for us for paring the mustache, trimming the fingernails, shaving the pubic hairs and plucking the underarm hairs, that we not leave it for more than 40 days. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments When the nails or the hair of a person that are trimmed or cut grow long and their removal seems necessary, they should be cut, shaved or plucked, and the maximum period for doing so is within 40 days, letting the nails and extra hair on the body grow for more than 40 days is not allowed. According to a narration, in Shub al-Iman, the Prophet would clip his nails and trim his mustache every Friday before leaving for Friday prayer. Chapter on what has been related about pairing the mustache. Ibn Abbas said, the Prophet, peace be upon him, would pair or take from his mustache, and Ibrahim, Khalil rahman would do it as well. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. 
Zayd bin Arqam narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever does not take from his mustache, then he is not from us. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Various ahadith mention various wording about cutting, shortening, and trimming the mustache. Numerous predecessors were in favor of shaving the mustache, and many were in favor of shortening only. Chapter on what has been related about taking from the beard. Amr bin Shu'ayb narrated from his father, from his grandfather, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, would take from his beard, from its breadth and its length. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments According to Imam Mubarakpuri, this narration is extremely weak. Tuhfat al-Ahwadi, Volume 4, Page 1 It is also contradictory to the Prophet's peace be upon him's authentic ahadith because he, peace be upon him, stated that letting the beard grow is human nature and an ancient tradition. All the Prophets, peace be upon them, followed the tradition of trimming the mustache. Chapter on what has been related about leaving the beard to grow. Ibn Umar narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Trim the mustache and leave the beard to grow. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Ibn Umar narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ordered trimming the mustache and leaving the beard to grow. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Since the order to grow the beard is authentic from the Prophet, peace be upon him, then narrations from the companions to the contrary cannot be used to establish proof against it. This is the view of Imam Mubarakpuri, Tuhfat al-Ahwadi, Volume 4, Page 11. Chapter on what has been related about placing one foot atop another while reclining. Abbad bin Tamim narrated from his paternal uncle that he saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, reclining in the masjid and placing one of his feet atop another. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Lying flat on the back, placing one foot on the other poses no risk of nakedness. But if a person is wearing an unsewn garment around the waist and he places one foot of his feet on the knee of his other leg, it may cause nakedness or exposure of the private parts. Therefore, the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not like this type of lying down, as it is narrated in the following chapter. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked that a man raise one of his feet atop the other while he is reclining on his back. Jabir narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prohibited ijtimal al-samma al-ihtiba in one garment and that a man raised one of his feet atop the other while he is reclining on his back. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote This hadith is similar as to what preceded. See hadith number 1758. Jabir narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prohibited ijtimal al-samma al-ihtiba in one garment and that a man raised one of his feet atop the other while he is reclining on his back. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked to lie down on the stomach. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, 
peace be upon him, saw a man laying on his stomach. So he said, Indeed, such laying is not loved by Allah. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Lying on the stomach, it is told to be a way or a habit of the dwellers of hell. In a narration of Sunan ibn Majah. Chapter on what has been related about protecting the awrah. Bahiz bin Hakim said, My father narrated to me from my grandfather who said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, regarding our awrah, what of it must we cover and what of it may we leave? He said, Protect your awrah, except from your wife or what your right hand possesses. He said, What about a man with another man? He said, If you are able to not let anyone see it, then do so. I said, What about a man when he is alone? He said, Allah is most deserving of being shy from him. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Aura is a part of the body that in case of its being naked or a person is ashamed and embarrassed. As for the aura of a man, it is from below the navel down to the knees. The whole body of a free woman, except her hands and face, is her aura, which must remain covered all the time before others. Chapter on what has been related about reclining. Jabir bin Samura said, I saw the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, reclining upon a pillow on his left side. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments A person may lean against anything for relaxation, rest, comfort, and ease. Left or right side is not specific for this. Jabir bin Samura said, I saw the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, reclining upon a pillow. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on the hadith, a man is not to be led in his sultana. Abu Mas'ud narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A man is not led in his sultana, and his seat of honor in his house is not sat in without his permission. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Leading prayer at someone else's place and sitting at one special seat is forbidden. Chapter on what has been related about a man has more right to the front of his beast. Abdullah bin Buraida said, I heard my father Buraida saying, I was walking with the Prophet peace be upon him when a man came to him with a donkey. So he said, O Messenger of Allah, ride. And the man moved toward the back. The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, No, you have more right to the front of your beast unless you allot it for me. He said, I have allotted it for you. He said, so he rode. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments The front of a ride is considered comfortable and a seat of honor and dignity. Therefore, only the owner has the right to it, except if he offers it to someone because of his love, reverence, and respect. Chapter on what has been related about the permission regarding using an mat? Jabir narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do you have an mat? I said, Where would we get an mat from? He said, 
Soon you will have anmaat. He said, I would say to my wife, Remove your anmaat from my sight. But she would say, Did not the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Indeed, you shall soon have anmaat? He said, So I left it. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote Anmaat means curtains, drapes, sheets, etc. Comments The Prophet, peace be upon him, gave good news regarding the prosperity of this ummah and the abundance of wealth and property which was fulfilled to perfection. The abundance of wealth and property is a favor of Allah so long as it does not create in man the sense of pride, boastfulness, arrogance, and conceit, and it does not arouse the feeling of self-superiority and highness. Rather, he accepts it as a grace and bounty from Allah and pays gratitude. Chapter on what has been related about three riding on a beast. Iyas bin Salama narrated from his father who said, I guided Allah's Prophet, peace be upon him, Al-Hasan and Al-Husayn on his gray mule until I brought him to the apartment of the Prophet, peace be upon him. This one was in front of him and this one behind him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments If a riding animal is strong and healthy and it can easily carry three riders or the weight of the riders is less, then there is no harm in riding an animal by three riders. If the mount is weak, then it will be ridden only according to its capability. If it is capable to carry more riders, then more than three riders may ride it. Chapter on what has been related about the unintentional glance. Jarir bin Abdullah narrated, I asked the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about the unintentional glance. So he ordered me that I divert my sight. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments A person will not be held accountable and responsible if a strange woman or someone's private part comes into view suddenly, accidentally, and unintentionally. But casting a gaze again or to keep the gaze fixed upon and not to turn away is a sin and subject to accountability. Ibn Bureyda narrated from his father, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, who said, O Ali, do not follow a look with a look. The first is for you, but the next is not for you. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Chapter on what has been related about women veiling from men. Nabhan, the freed slave of Umm Salama, narrated to Ibn Shihab, that Umm Salama narrated to him that she and Maymuna were with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. She said, So when we were with him, Ibn Umm Maktoum came, and he entered upon him, and that was after veiling had been ordered for us. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Veal yourselves from him. So I said, O Messenger of Allah, is he not blind such that he cannot see us nor recognize us? So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Are you too blind such that you cannot see him? This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments This hadith proves that it is not allowed for women to look at men's beauty and to have a thorough look, just as men are not allowed to look at women. 
Therefore, both are commanded to lower their gaze alike. Chapter on what has been related about the prohibition of entering upon women without the permission of their husbands. The Quran narrated from the freed slave of Amr bin al-As that Amr bin al-As sent him to Ali seeking his permission to enter upon Asma bint Umais. So he permitted him. When he was finished from what he needed, the freed slave of Amr bin al-As asked about that. So he said, Indeed the Prophet, peace be upon him, prohibited us or prohibited that we enter upon women without the permission of their husbands. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Meeting and talking to women freely in public and in secret causes danger and temptation. Satan tries to trap them in a calamity. If the husband comes to know of this, it will create doubts and suspicions in his heart. Chapter on what has been related about the fitna of the danger of women. Osama bin Zayd and Sa'id bin Zayd bin Amr bin Nufail narrated that the Prophet peace be upon him said, I have not left among the people after me a fitna more harmful upon men than women. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Men are naturally inclined towards women. When a man meets a woman in secret, Satan tries his best to trap him in sinning. And sometimes a sudden look at a woman creates lustful desire leading to evil consequences due to the satanic deviation. Chapter on what has been related about using locks of hair. Humayd bin Abdurrahman narrated that he heard Muawiyah giving a khutbah in al Medina and saying, Where are your scholars, O people of al Medina? Indeed, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbidding from these locks of hair, and saying, The children of Israel were only ruined when their women used them. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Footnote The statement, locks of hair, refers to lengthening one's hair with some type of extensions that are made of hair. Comments Muawiyah, may Allah be pleased with him, performed his last hajj in 51 after hijrah. In the reign of his caliphate, he visited Al-Medina on his return where he saw a bunch of artificial hair with the women who used it as an extension to their hair. So he delivered a sermon to the people concerning this issue and objected on the extension of hair and he also drew the attention of the scholars to it. Chapter on what has been related about lengthening one's hair, seeking to have one's hair lengthened, tattooing, and seeking to be tattooed. Abdullah narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, cursed the women who practice tattooing and those who seek to be tattooed, the women who remove hair from their faces, seeking beautification by changing the creation of Allah. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Presently, these types of fashions are very much rife among women for which the ladies try to beautify and adorn themselves by distorting the creation of Allah and extravagant beauty parlors are open for it. The parlors have taken the place of art and profession, and the new fashions in the name of modernism are being introduced day by day. They are the result of being away from religion, and the bashfulness and shyness is drifting away day by day. Ibn Umar narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah's curse is upon the woman who lengthens hair and the woman who seeks to have her hair lengthened and the woman who tattoos 
and the woman who seeks to have herself tattooed. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote. This proceeded under hadith number 1759. Comments. These artificial hairs are named wigs or toupees nowadays. The beauty parlors are encouraging these. And moreover, there are many other shameless and indecent acts committed, which are unlawful and strictly illegal according to Islamic traditions and Islamic culture. For example, the growing of fingernails to extraordinary lengths, or using fake nails in order for them to appear longer and to then adorn the nails with thick, rich, and brightly colored polishes. These tasks are all performed in imitation to the non-believers, while a very clear prohibition of imitating the disbelievers exists in the Sharia. Chapter on What has been related about women who imitate men Ibn Abbas narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, cursed the women who imitate men and the men who imitate women. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote The meaning is not impersonate, but rather to resemble in one's dress or other manners. Ibn Abbas narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, cursed those men who behave effeminately, and those women whose behavior is masculine. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Allah created men and women on separate nature and qualities. So the men who adopt a feminine look, guise, behavior, and manner of talking, or they wear feminine dress, are cursed. Likewise, the women who adopt a look and behavior of men are cursed. Mukhannatha is a man who adopts feminine behavior and talks like them, and while wearing a feminine dress, he behaves like women in body movements. And the Mutarajjil is a woman who follows masculinity in manners of dress, behavior, movements, look, and guise, etc. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked for women to go out perfumed. Abu Musa narrated that the Prophet peace be upon him said, Every eye commits adultery, and when the woman uses perfume and she passes by a gathering, then she is like this and that, meaning an adulteress. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Any gaze that is cast at someone out of lust and carnal desire is an act of fornication. When a woman goes out of her house while adorned and beautified, it is as if she provokes others to look at herself and she incites their lust and carnal desire. So she invites adultery and only an adulteress would do so. Chapter on What has been related about fragrance for men and women? Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Fragrance for men is that which its scent is apparent and its color is hidden, and the fragrance for women is that which its color is visible and its scent is hidden. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Footnote The statement and fragrance for women is that which its color is visible and its scent is hidden means when leaving the home as indicated by the previous chapter, as far as in the presence of the husband, then the woman may wear fragrant perfume. Imran bin Hussein said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to me, Indeed, the best fragrance for men is what scent is apparent and its color is hidden. And the best fragrance for women is what's color is visible and its scent is hidden. And he prohibited 
Mitharatil Urjuan. This hadith is graded Da'if or or weak. Footnote Mithara was some type of saddle cloth. Some of the people of knowledge say it was a certain kind of cloth made of silk, and it proceeded earlier under hadith number 1760. They disagree over Urjuan, and perhaps it means whatever is red, meaning the red Mithara. See Tuhfat al Lahwaldi. Comments This hadith teaches that women are not allowed to apply fragrant substance, perfume, etc. when leaving the home, and the men are not allowed to use a fragrance that leaves color because it resembles women. Chapter on What has been related about it being disliked to refuse perfume? Thumama bin Abdullah said, Anis would not refuse perfume, and Anis said, Indeed, the Prophet, peace be upon him, would not refuse perfume. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The exchange of gifts is a means of increasing mutual love and kindness, and love and kindness is a goal of the sharia. Therefore, giving a present of something that is not very precious and burdensome is a liked deed, so the gift of such things should not be refused. Rather, be accepted because it is not difficult to offer a present in exchange. Ibn Umar narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There are three that are not refused cushions, oils, duhun, and milk. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Abu Uthman and Nahdi said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When one of you is given some fragrance, then do not refuse it. For indeed, it comes from paradise. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Chapter on What has been related about it being disliked for a man's skin to touch a man's skin and a woman's skin to touch a woman's skin. Abdullah narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A woman is not to touch a woman such that she can describe her to her husband as if he is looking at her. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The aim of this hadith is that a woman is not allowed to describe to her husband the features of another woman, be it the facial appearance, physical build, and or any other physical feature by such a way as if he may be able to picture her, because it is possible he may fall in love with her. Her features, her beauty, and appearance will occupy his heart, or perhaps he will look down at her. Abdurrahman bin Abi Sa'id al-Khudri narrated from his father who said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A man is not to look at the awrah of a man, and a woman is not to look at the awrah of a woman. A man is not to be alone with a man under one garment, and a woman is not to be alone with a woman under one garment. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments a man looking at the private parts of another man and a woman looking at the private parts of another woman or lying naked under one cloth is against the dignity of human civilization and it can trigger a danger of sinning because it can be a means of inciting carnal desire. Therefore, it is unlawful. Chapter on What has been related about protecting the awrah? Bahis bin Hakim narrated from his father, from his grandfather, who said, I said, 
O Prophet of Allah, regarding our awrah, what of it must we cover and what of it may we leave? He said, Protect your awrah except from your wife or what your right hand possesses. He said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, what about when some people are with others? He said, If you are able to not let anyone see it, then do not let them see it. He said, I said, O Prophet of Allah, what about when one of us is alone? He said, Allah is more deserving of being shy from him than the people. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Footnote A similar hadith proceeded under hadith number 2769. Comments The issue of covering one's private parts has been quoted in this chapter on manners for the second time. One should not expose the private parts even when one is alone. Allah has more right to be shown modesty and bashfulness. The aim is that his order should be obeyed even when one is alone and in privacy. Chapter on what has been related about the thigh being part of the awrah. Zur'ah bin Muslim bin Jarhad al-Aslami narrated about his grandfather Jarhad. He said, the Prophet peace be upon him passed by Jarhad in the masjid and his thigh was exposed. So he said, Indeed, the thigh is awrah. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments The particular part of the human body, which is named the private part, every noble and sensible person, without making a distinction between a Muslim and a non-Muslim, has the view that it must be covered. But according to the saying of the Prophet, peace be upon him, it is not only the private part of the human body and its surrounding area that is to be covered but the thigh is also included in the area which must be covered. Abdullah bin Jarhad al-Aslami narrated from his father, from the Prophet peace be upon him, who said, The thigh is awrah. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Ibn Abbas narrated that the Prophet peace be upon him said, The thigh is awrah. There are narrations on this topic from Ali and Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Jahsh. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Abu Az-Zinad narrated, Ibn Jarhad informed me from his father that the Prophet, peace be upon him, passed by him while his thigh was exposed. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Cover your thigh, for indeed it is awrah. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Chapter on what has been related about cleanliness. Salih bin Abi Hassan said, I heard Sa'id bin Al-Musayyib saying, Indeed Allah is tayyib, good, and he loves tayyib, what is good, and he is nazif, clean, and he loves cleanliness. He is kareem, kind, and he loves kindness. He is jawad, generous, and he loves generosity. So clean, I think he said, your courtyards, and do not resemble the Jews. He said, I mentioned that to Muhajir bin Mismar, and he said, Amir bin Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas narrated it to me from his father, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Similarly, except that, he did not say, clean your courtyards. This hadith is graded ta'if, or weak. Comments The aim is exhortation, that the internal and external being of a human should be pure, and the household should also be kept clean and tidy. The Jews would not keep their front courtyards clean, so their imitation must be avoided.
while adhering to good character and manners, one should also give away wealth and property generously, because these characteristics are dear to Allah, and Allah has the best and the dearest qualities and attributes. Chapter on what has been related about screening oneself during sexual intercourse. Abu Muhayyah narrated from Laith, from Nafi'ah, from Ibn Umar, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Beware of nakedness, for indeed there are with you those who do not part from you except at the place of defecation, and when a man goes into his wife, so be shy of them and honor them. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments When a person is naked, the angels go away from him, while a person is in the need of the honorable scribers all the time, so nakedness should be avoided to the maximum. Chapter on What has been related about entering the Hammam Jabir narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever believes in Allah in the last day, then he is not to let his wife enter the Hammam, and whoever believes in Allah in the last day, then he is not to enter the Hammam without an Izrar. And whoever believes in Allah in the last day, then he is not to sit at a spread in which Khamar is circulated. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Footnote The Hammam is the public bath. Comments Due to baths or showers in communal areas being taken without putting on any clothes, the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not allow the woman to go to public baths because her whole body is to be covered, whereas the body of a man as a whole is not required to be covered. From the navel down to the knee is compulsory to be covered, but he is allowed to enter the bath with a cloth or a pair of shorts around the waist. Abu Udrah, and he lived during the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, narrated from Aisha that the Prophet, peace be upon him, prohibited the men and the women from the Hammamat, then he permitted it for the men in Izrar. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Footnote The term Hammamat is the plural form of Hammam. See the previous hadith. Abu al-Malih al-Hudayli narrated that some women from the inhabitants of Hims or the inhabitants of Asham entered upon Aisha. So she said, are you those women who enter the Hammamat? I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, No woman removes her garments in other than the house of her husband, except that she has torn the screen between herself and her Lord. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Allah did not allow a woman to expose herself and her modesty to anyone other than her husband. Therefore, if she takes off her clothes at any other place, she will break the law of Allah. In the case of a woman taking a bath in a bathroom, if it does not have a proper and decent arrangement of privacy, then she is not allowed to take a bath in the state of nakedness. Chapter on what has been related about angels do not enter the house that contains an image or a dog. Ibn Abbas narrated, I heard Abu Talha saying, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, the angels do not enter a house in which there is a dog or an object of images. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The taking or drawing of a picture is not allowed. Keeping it is also not permissible, and whoever does so is deprived of the blessed and merciful supplications of the angels, while a person is in need of mercy and blessings at every moment. Likewise, 
a dog is an impure animal, and some are of a satanic nature, and the angels despise the devil. Ishaq bin Abdullah bin Abi Talha narrated that Rafi'ah bin Ishaq informed him, saying, I and Abdullah bin Abi Talha entered upon Abu Sa'id al-Khudri to visit him. So Abu Sa'id said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, informed us, The angels do not enter a house in which there is an image or a picture. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Jibra'il came to me and said, Indeed, I had come to you last night, and nothing prevented me from entering upon you at the house you were in, except that there were images of men at the door of the house, and there was a curtain screen with images on it, and there was a dog in the house. So go and severe the head of the image that is at the door, so that it will become like a tree stump, and go and cut the screen and make two throw cushions to be sat upon, and go and expel the dog. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did so, and the dog was a puppy belonging to Al-Husayn or Al-Hasan, which was under his belongings, so he ordered him to expel it. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked to wear garments dyed with usfur, safflower for men, and al-qasi. Abdullah bin Amr said, A man passed by while wearing two red garments. He gave salam to the Prophet peace be upon him, but he did not return the salam. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Mu'asfar is a cloth dyed with yellow color made of safflower. So according to Imam al-Tirmidhi, the red cloths were only disliked due to the safflower. Ali bin Abi Talib narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prohibited the gold ring, Al-Qassi, Al-Mithara, and Al-Ja'a, beer. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Al-Bara bin Azib said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ordered us with seven things and he forbade us from seven. He ordered us to follow the funeral, visit the ill, reply to the sneezing person, accept the invitation, assist the oppressed, to help one who made an oath, and to return the salam. And he forbade us from seven things, from the gold ring, or ringlets of gold, silver vessels, wearing silk, a dibaj, and listabarraq, and al-qassi. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments If someone swears of doing something which he is unable to do, provided that it is permissible, without the support of others, he should then be helped so that he can do it and his oath is fulfilled. Or, if he takes an oath about a cause related to you, that you will do this for him, while the performance of this cause is not a sin, you should then do it. Chapter on What has been related about wearing white Samura bin Jundab said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Wear white, for indeed it is very pure and cleaner, and shroud your dead in it. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Marks and stains of dirt look distinctive on a white cloth, so it requires to be washed immediately. Thus, a person remains safe from dirt and stains, and he looks neat, tidy, delightful, and charming. Therefore, it is better to wear white dress, and its use for a shroud is preferred.
Chapter on what has been related about permitting the wearing of red for men. Jabir bin Semura said, I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, on a clear night, so I looked at the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and at the moon, and he was wearing a red hulla. He looked better than the moon to me. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments The discussion about wearing red dress has been mentioned in the chapters on clothing. Chapter on what has been related about the green garment. Abu Rimtha said, I saw the Messenger of Allah wearing two green burds. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The green color is good for eyesight, looks good and charming to the viewers, and the dress of the dwellers of paradise will be green. Chapter on what has been related about the black garment. Aisha narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went out during the morning wearing a mirt made of black hair. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments A mirt is a cloak made of wool or silk. Chapter on what has been related about the yellow garment. Abdullah bin Hassan narrated that his grandmothers, Safiya bint Ulayba and Duhayba bint Ulayba, narrated to him from Qayla bint Makhrama and they were her wet nurses, and Qayla was the grandmother of their father, his mother's mother. She said, We came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and she mentioned the hadith in its entirety, until a man came when the sun had rose up. So he said, Assalamu alayka, O Messenger of Allah. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Wa alayka salam wa rahmatullah, and upon him, meaning the Prophet, peace be upon him, were two tattered cloths, which had been dyed with saffron, and had faded, and he had a small date palm branch with him. This hadith is graded da'if, or weak. Comments Saffron is a fragrant flower, which is a compound of red and yellow colors. Because the men are not allowed to use colorful fragrances, so he, peace be upon him, wore a worn-out cloth as its color had faded. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked for men to use saffron and khaluq. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prohibited saffron for men. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote Khaluq is a fragrance made from saffron and other fragrances which is mostly red and yellow. See Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi and An-Nihaya. Ya'la bin Murrah narrated, The Prophet, peace be upon him, saw a man wearing khaluq and said, Go and wash it, then wash it, then do not use it again. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Khaluq is a fragrance in which saffron is mixed for its red color which looks outstanding in it and the colorful fragrance is unlawful for men. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked to use silk and a dibaj. The freed slave of Asma narrated from Ibn Umar who said, I heard Umar mentioning the Prophet peace be upon him said, Whoever wears silk in the world, he shall not wear it in the hereafter. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Silk is unlawful for men because therein is a clear aspect of beauty 
an adornment which is a special feature of femininity. It is contrary to man's quality of bravery and courage. It is also an imitation of the disbelievers and polytheists, which is unlawful according to the Sharia. Chapter on the story of the Prophet, peace be upon him, keeping a cloak for Mahrama and his courteousness with him. Al-Miswar bin Mahrama narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, distributed some cloaks, but he did not give anything to Mahrama. Mahrama said, O oh my son, let us go to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. So I went with him. He said, Enter and call him for me. So I called the Prophet, peace be upon him, for him. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, came out wearing one of the cloaks. He, peace be upon him, said, I kept this one for you. He said, so he looked at him and said, Mahrama is pleased. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments This hadith tells that politeness, gentleness, love, and kindness should be expressed to others. Chapter on what has been related about Allah Most High loves to see the results of his favors upon his slaves. Amr bin Shu'ib narrated from his father, from his grandfather, who said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, Allah loves to see the results of his favors upon his slaves. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments When Allah blesses someone with his generosity and mercy by bestowing wealth upon him, he should utilize that and show gratitude. Chapter on what has been related about black khuf. Ibn Buraida narrated from his father and Najashi gave the Prophet peace be upon him two black plain khuf, so he wore them, then performed wudu and wiped over them. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Leather socks are to be put on after the ablution has been made. Thereafter, if ablution is required, the socks will be wiped over. Chapter on what has been related about the prohibition of plucking gray hair. Amr bin Shu'ib narrated from his father, from his grandfather, the Prophet, peace be upon him, prohibited plucking gray hair, and he said, It is the Muslim's light. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Comments Generally, gray hairs grow in a mature age, which are symbols of seriousness, wisdom, dignity, and nobility in a person and they enlighten with the light of good deeds and also create thoughts about the hereafter. Therefore, the Prophet, peace be upon him, called them a light of a Muslim. Chapter on what has been related about the one whose counsel is sought is entrusted. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, the one whose counsel is sought is entrusted. This hadith is graded ta'if or weak. Comments A person whose advice is sought, his sincerity, honesty, and trustworthiness are trusted, so he should give good advice with full trustworthiness and honesty. If it is something secret, it should not be disclosed. Carelessness about these two things is regarded as dishonesty. Um Salama said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The one whose counsel is sought is entrusted. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments 
The hadith of the Prophet, peace be upon him, is a trust, and any careless and neglectful dealing with it will be regarded as dishonesty. Therefore, it should be transmitted with full responsibility. Chapter on what has been related about omens. Salim and Hamza, the sons of Abdullah bin Umar, narrated from their father that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, An omen is in three, a woman, a dwelling, and a riding beast. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Shu'um, bad omens, or pessimism, applies to two meanings. One, nothing is ominous. Two, but if it exists, it may be in these three when it does not exist in them. How can it then be in anything else? Chapter on what has been related about two do not converse in exclusion of the third. Abdullah narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When there are three of you, then let two not converse in exclusion of their companion. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments When two individuals talk to each other while ignoring the third person in their company, it causes him to worry and creates sorrow and grief. He thinks they do not trust him and they are hiding the matter from him considering him unreliable. Chapter on What has been related about the promise Ismail bin Abi Khalid narrated that Abu Juhayfa said, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He was white and turning gray. Al-Hasan bin Ali resembles him most. He had promised 13 young she-camels for us. So we went to get them. When we arrived, he had died without giving us anything. So when Abu Bakr became the Khalifa, he said, If there is anyone to whom the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, made a promise, then let him come forth. I stood to inform him about it, and he ordered that they be given to us. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Al-Hasan, may Allah be pleased with him's upper part of the body, from chest up to his head, was like that of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the lower part of the body of Hussein bin Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, was like that of the Messenger, peace be upon him. This hadith points out that if a person promises someone to give a specific thing and he dies, then the successor should fulfill the promise. Ismail bin Abi Khalid narrated that Abu Juhayfa said, I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Al-Hasan bin Ali resembles him the most. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on what has been related about saying, May my father and mother be ransomed for you. Ali narrated, I did not hear the Prophet, peace be upon him, mentioning both of his parents for anyone other than Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote What is meant is, including both the parents in the saying, May my father and my mother be ransomed for you. Comments The aim of mentioning the ransom of one's parents for someone is to express love, affection, honor, and respect for him. After having been impressed by the service of Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas in the Battle of Uhud, the Prophet, peace be upon him, uttered the wording of ransoming his parents for paying him tributes and for the acknowledgement of his service. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said the same words for Zubair bin Awam in the Battle of the Trench. Ali narrated, 
the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not mention both of his parents for anyone except Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas. On the day of Uhud, he said, Shoot, may my father and mother be ransomed for you. And he said to him, Shoot, O young man, this hadith is greater da'if or weak. Comments Hazawar, translated here as young man, is a powerful and strong youth approaching adulthood. Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, mentioned both of his parents to me on the day of Uhud. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on what has been related about saying, O my little son. Anas narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, O my little son, this hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on what has been related about hastening to name the child. Amr bin Shu'ib narrated from his father, from his grandfather, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered naming the child on the seventh day, removing the harm from him, and al-aqqah. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote, al-aqqah is removing the hair and slaughtering the animal for the aqiqah. Comments if a person is unable to perform aqiqah due to incapable financial circumstances, then the baby may be given a name soon after the birth. If aqiqah is to be performed, then the head will be shaved on the seventh day, and then the name will be given. Chapter on what has been related about what names are recommended. Ibn Umar narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The most loved names to Allah are Abdullah and Abdurrahman. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments These two names express the servitude to Allah and an open announcement of a human servitude to Allah is loved by him. Ibn Umar narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The most loved names to Allah are Abdullah and Abdurrahman. This hadith is graded Sahih or authentic. Chapter on what has been related about what names are disliked? Umar bin al-Khattab narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I forbid naming with Rafi', Barakah, and Yasar. This hadith is graded Sahih or authentic. Comments The people normally take good omens from the names. Therefore, the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not like such names because saying no in answer to these names is disliked and detested. So answering no to a person who calls someone named Nafi', profitable, Barakah, blessed, and Yasar, easy, is not a good impression. Samura bin Jundab narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not name your boy Rabah, nor Aflah, nor Yasar, nor Najih, so that it may be said, Is he there? And it may be said, no. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote. For example, is aflah there? No. Which would mean there is no prosperity here. Al-A'raj narrated that Abu Hurairah conveyed to him that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The most despicable, akhna, named to Allah on the Day of Judgment, is that of a man named King of Kings, Malikil Amlak. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Akhna 
most disgraced. According to some, it means ugliest. The names that denote pride, insolence, and arrogance, it is disliked to be named such names like ruler of the rulers, king of the kings, etc. because complete sovereignty is Allah's. Chapter on what has been related about changing names. Ibn Umar narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, changed the name of Asiya. He said, you are Jamila. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Asiya means disobedient. Therefore, it is not suitable for a Muslim. Such names that point out ugly and dislike meanings or are polytheistic should be changed. Aisha narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, would change offensive names. Abu Bakr bin Nafi' said, Sometimes Umar bin Ali would narrate this hadith. Hisham bin Urwa from his father, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, in Mursal form, and he would not mention from Aisha in it. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on what has been related about the names of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Muhammad bin Jubair bin Mut'im narrated from his father that the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I have some names. I am Muhammad. I am Ahmed. I am Al-Mahi, the one by whom Allah wipes out disbelief. I am Al-Hashir, the one whom the people are gathered at his feet. And I am Al-Aqib, the one who after whom there is no prophet. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments These five names express the Prophet's peace be upon him special qualities and distinctive characteristics. Muhammad, he who has uncountable praiseworthy characteristics and admired abundantly. Ahmed, the foremost in admiring. He, peace be upon him, himself explained the remaining three. He is the first to be raised from the grave and he is the final prophet. Peace be upon him. There is no true prophet after him. Only the prophets, peace be upon him's teachings, have this unique status that uproots disbelief and polytheism, and he is the one who eliminated disbelief from the Arab land. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked to use both the name of the prophet, peace be upon him, and his kunya. Abu Huraira narrated that the prophet, peace be upon him, prohibited that one use his name and his kunya, naming themselves Muhammad. Abu Qasim. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments. It was the custom of the Arabs that due to honor and respect they would call a person by his kunya, saying, O father of so and so, O mother of so and so, instead of his or her proper name. Therefore, if one has the kunya, Abu Qasim, he would be called by it. It could create confusion in the life of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. As mentioned in the following hadith, so the Prophet, peace be upon him, disliked the use of his kunya by others. Jabir narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When you name yourself after me, then do not use my kunya. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Ali bin Abi Talib narrated that he said, O Messenger of Allah, if I have a son after you, do you think I could name him Muhammad and give him your kunya? He said, yes. So he said, so that was permitted for me. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments According to the view of Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, 
the permission of having both the name and the kunya together was specifically for Ali. May Allah be pleased with him. Chapter on what has been related about Indeed, there is wisdom in poetry. Abdullah narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, there is wisdom in some poetry. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Ibn Abbas narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, there is wisdom in some poetry. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Some poetic verses are full of wisdom and good sense that keeps a person away from ignorance and foolishness. People perform good deeds and abandon bad deeds due to the influence of wise poetry because it is impressive and effective and can occupy the heart of a listener. Chapter on what has been related about melodic poetry. Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had a minbar placed in the masjid for Hassan to stand to boast poetically about the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Or she said, to defend the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, Allah has aided Hassan with the Holy Spirit, Jibreel, as he boasts about or defends the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments the mosque is a center of religion. The minbar of a mosque is a means of preaching, spreading, protecting, and defending the religion. Extolling the Prophet's peace be upon him's praise and matters of dignity or defending him is religion. Therefore, reading religious poetry in the mosque is allowed, and such a person is assisted by the Holy Spirit, Gabriel, peace be upon him. Anas narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, entered Mecca during Umrah al-Qadha and Abdullah ibn Rawaha was walking in front of him reciting verses of poetry. O tribes of disbelievers, get out of his way. Today we will strike you about its revelation, a strike that removes the heads from the shoulders and makes the friend not concerned about his friend. Umar said to him, O ibn Rawaha, before the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him and in the sanctuary of Allah you utter poetry? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Leave him, O Umar, for it is quicker upon them than the reigning arrow. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Comments The Umrah performed in result of the Hudaybiyah truce was called Umrah al-Qadha. So this Umrah took place in Dhul-Qaida during the seventh year after Hijra, whereas the Battle of Mu'tah took place in Jamad al-Awwal in the eighth year after Hijrah. It is unknown how Imam At-Tirmidhi made the mistake regarding this issue that Umrah al-Qadha was performed after the Battle of Mu'tah. Al-Miqadad bin Shurayh narrated from his father that Aisha was asked, did the Prophet peace be upon him used to say any poetry? She said he would say parables with the poetry of Ibn Rawaha, saying, news shall come to you from where you did not expect it. This hadith is graded ta'if or weak. Comments The secrets do not remain hidden. They appear gradually, day by day, by the passing of time. In fact, this is a verse of Tarafah bin Eid, which Aisha quoted as an example. She did not mean that it was a verse of Ibn Rawaha, as Aisha herself sometimes referred it to Tarafah. Abu Huraira narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, the best statement spoken by the Arab 
is the saying of Labid, Everything aside from Allah perishes. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The Prophet, peace be upon him, stated this poetic verse as the best of all and the truest because the true reality of the world is exposed in it. Jabir bin Samura said, I sat with the Prophet, peace be upon him, more than 100 times. His companions used to recite poetry and talk about things that occurred during Jahiliyyah, and he would remain silent, and sometimes he would smile along with them. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments The noble companions would sometimes read the poetry of the pre-Islamic period and remember the events, and they would also remember the favors and bounties of Islam achieved through the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. They would laugh at their pre-Islamic ignorant life and at how they used to live. Chapter on what has been related about it is better that one of you fills his insides with pus than to fill it with poetry. Muhammad bin Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas narrated from his father that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, It is better that one of you fills his insides with pus than to fill it with poetry. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments This hadith tells that it is disliked to adopt poetry to an excessive limit and to be extremely zealous about it, that a person becomes unmindful of his religious and worldly commitments. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, It is better that one of you fill his insides with pus than to fill it with poetry. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments A stomach full of pus causes destruction to the stomach or lungs and ruins a person. Filling the stomach with dirty, indecent, and immoral poetry is a means of destruction of a person's religion and morals. Chapter on what has been related about eloquence and elucidation. Abdullah bin Amr narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, Allah detests the excessive among men who slaps his tongue around like the cow slaps his tongue. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments The cow rolls in everything with the tongue, i.e. grass, thorns, palatable and unpalatable things, and makes no difference. So the people who are talkative and eloquent and they transmit everything confirmed and unconfirmed, right and wrong, to dominate the people and they use it as a source of income, such people are disliked and hated by Allah. Chapter on what has been related about a man sleeping on a terrace without something to obstruct him. Jabir narrated the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prohibited that a man sleep on a terrace without something to obstruct him. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Footnote The reason for this is so that he will not roll off and fall. Comments if a person sleeps on a roof that does not have a fence, nor a barrier, it poses a danger that the person may fall down if he starts walking unknowingly while asleep. Therefore, sleeping on a fenceless roof is not allowed. Abdullah narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to take care of us by preaching during the days, fearing that we may get bored. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Education and teaching is different than exhortation and admonition. There is sometimes rebuke and reproach in exhortation and admonition. 
so daily exhortation and admonition causes boredom, and prolonging the session of exhortation and admonition also causes boredom. Chapter 1. The best deed is that which is done continuously, even if it is little. I asked Aisha in Umm Salama about which deed did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, like to do most. They said, whatever he could do regularly, even if it was little. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments It is known that drops make a river and the pebbles make a mountain. So a perpetual performed deed grows bigger than a deed performed for a few days even if it is much more in quantity. Chapter on Cover the Vessels and Tie the Water Skins Jabir bin Abdullah narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, Cover the vessels, tie the water skins, close the doors, and extinguish the torches. For indeed the vermin may drag away the wick, causing a fire for the inhabitants of the house. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments It is known from other narrations that the above-mentioned deeds should be started with the name of Allah. If the utensils of eating and drinking are not covered, there is a risk of a poisonous substance, at least a fly or mosquito, and dust falling in. Chapter on Taking care of the camels in both fertile and barren land. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When you travel through fertile land, then give the camels their fill of the land. And when you travel through drought, then hasten while they are fresh. And when you camp late, then stay away from the road. For indeed, it is the root of beasts and the adobe of poisonous vermin in the night. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The power and ability of the riding animal is needed in journey. So the riding animal needs grazing, eating, and drinking to keep and maintain the power and ability. This need can easily be fulfilled in areas of grass and vegetation. Therefore, the riding animal should get its chance. If it is the area of drought, the grass and greenery is not available easily. In this case, marching hastily and caring for the power and ability of the riding animal, it should get a chance to reach such a place.